Welcome to Power Yourself, where I talk about the most important topic in the world, you. Welcome to today's show of Power Yourself. Today we're going to do the last yama of the Yamas and Niyamas book by Deborah Adele, and that's that spiritual guide to the practice of yoga. We've been looking at this book over, well, this will be the fifth week, actually, (laughs) that we're doing it, and I spread it out just to kind of give you an opportunity to practice maybe incorporating them into your day-to-day, or maybe just trying to make that conscious effort to practice it once and see how it feels. So as I mentioned, it's the last yama, so this is the fifth yama, and it's called in reference to non-possessiveness, so non-possessiveness. And the Sanskrit word for it is pronounced something like apahigranha, okay? So like I said, it's associated with non-possessiveness. Now in the start of this chapter, uh, Deborah Adele really talks about, and she kind of makes a statement of this non-possessiveness It invites us to enjoy life to the fullest and yet always be able to drop everything and run into the waiting arms of the divine. So she really aligns it, I feel, with being able to let go of each moment, being able to show up and be really present and yet not get distracted, not get obsessed or attached to something that is, as we know, a fleeing moment, okay, that won't reoccur. And it's about just being there and being present and being able to let it go. And she brings up uh, the mention that if we prefer to play with our toys, then we have missed the point, okay? So being caught up in something, being so wrapped up in maybe something you own or an event or something that's happening and not being able to really let go and maybe have to walk away or maybe have the situation change. Okay, so it's the association of non-attachment. She mentions it's about not being, not having greed, so non-greed, non-clingingness and non-grasping. So picture all of those things, okay? And like, so I'm just thinking for a second and I'm noticing that all of these non-words are obviously in front. So let's take them out for a second. We have attachment, greed, clinginess, grasping. How does that make you feel? Just say those words. Attachment, greed, clinging, grasping. I don't know about you, but as I was seeing them, I noticed my shoulders get really tense. Okay, so it's about acknowledging that these things are not allowing us to be in the moment or be our best selves. Okay, so it's about being able to be gentle and let go. Such a beautiful word, let go. (laughs) And being just able to practice letting go. And guys, I get how hard that is. 
you know, I get in the moment, we get caught up, or, or maybe if something's coming up, we get really into it. Or if we love something, we cherish it, we're really invested, maybe in the relationship, or the results of something. And we do, we get really, I, I can't find another word, but intense. So it's about being able to practice breathing, <laughs> to practice not having that death grip on that expected result or that expected interaction or relationship or that expected feeling that we're supposed to get from something. And just being able to be. Let's think for a second here. Let's step back and let's just think of the word possessiveness. And I just did a quick Google search. And what's popping up is words like jealousy, um, possessing, especially excessively, ownership, dictating. Okay, so it's associating more with um, like a kid owning a toy and being really possessive over that toy. And when they get really possessive over that toy, or when we get really possessive over something we own or we love, Think about how we act when we're doing that. We act from that place of scarcity. We ask, act from that place of stress and tense. Remember when we just went over those words. So it's about being able to practice non-possessiveness. So acknowledging that we don't own anything. Okay, The only thing we get to really own is the moment. And that moment resets all the time. So it's about not being able to cling to one specific moment and just being able to practice continuously showing up and just being present and having that ability to acknowledge that you have to let go of things and practice continuously showing up in each moment that we have. She makes a great reference in this specific chapter about think of when you have an experience and it's something really, really good, okay? And you never want it to end or you don't want it to let go. And just think, we always continuously want that same fulfillment and that same satisfaction each time we show up for that, okay? So whether it's an event that's happening, whether it's a person that we're interacting with, whether it's a material good, okay? So we always continuously, if we're, if we're loving it so much, we get fixated on that result, okay? And it's only going to disappoint us. So in a way, it's like nature. <laughs> it's going to change, and the inevitable thing is we will continuously be disappointed if we hold those expectations or if we're trying to be so possessive of that moment or that situation or that thing and we're always expecting a certain result, which, like I mentioned, inevitably it will allow us to be disappointed I love it. She also notes one other thing I want to bring up is that she says what we possess possesses us. <laughs> Think of that. 
So what we possess, what we fixate on, what we put that energy, you know, really, and I want to use the term in a negative way because we're, we're determining ownership of it, then it, it determines us, it dictates, and it almost drives the bus on how we show up for that a little bit. So being able to really practice just, and I can't say this enough, the letting go. Because with that letting go, it's going to give us that ability to move through a whole different life events and situations and interactions. And it's going to allow us to be more engaged in that present moment and appreciate it so much more, knowing that we don't know if we're going to have that again, or we don't know if it's going to feel this exact same way again, because it's a moment and it's going to pass. So maybe, maybe if we can start practicing that a little more, it allows us to have a little bit more gratitude for what we're experiencing in that moment. So it's a fine line, you know, because you want to appreciate it. You want to really be in it. And then I'm asking you to practice letting that go. (laughs) Practice letting go. It just made you felt so good. But it's it because once we, we practice and allow that possessiveness to seep in, then the moment is not enriching. Then that moment is not positive and hope and love. It tends to go on a downward spiral. So the expectations, that ownership, the jealousy. So it's being able to stay and not even stay. It's being able to acknowledge, I'd like to say more, that you're there, that you're present that you're enjoying it and then you're just enjoying it you're not carrying over any expectation for it to be exactly the same way the next time or next interaction the guideline that Deborah Adele attaches to the non-possessiveness is let go and pack lightly for our journey through life all the while caring deeply and loving fully The packing lightly piece really stood out for me. And for me, I just seen that as not having those possessions. And I really go with that material realm of it. To be able to just be light and not to be fixated or possessive of anything else in our life. Just knowing that how we show up And how we practice our day-to-day, that's what's important. It's not important what we have around us in the means of material goods. It's important how we show up. And I think if we just focused a little bit more there, I think we'd be consciously showing up nicer with each other and more supportive and more loving and more caring. She brings a really cool connection here and she says about what if we could just have our life, have trust in our life so fully, almost like a breath. So think about that. Trusting, it's always going to replenish. So let's practice that for a second. So think about, we breathe. Okay, we do it so automatically. Sometimes (laughs) it's so freaky that we do it so automatically without even any thought. Okay, now 
try focusing on your breath really intensely. Okay, so focus on taking a deep breath in and focus on letting that out. And focus on breathing in and focus on breathing out. When you focus that that intently, I don't know about you, but I almost wonder, how do I do this so automatically (laughs) without any thought? How does it, I know, my body know what to do. So she mentions it's just like that breath. And when we hold it too long, it's not going to nourish us the way that it's supposed to. It's actually going to bring more toxins and it's going to cause us discomfort. So how can we promote ourselves and encourage ourselves to experience full contact with that moment, whatever it is, and just let it go? And she hits it home with another example of a trapeze artist. And she associates with the, you're holding on to the beam, okay, that swinging beam. And at some point, that trapeze artist, they have to let go. They have to let go of what they're holding on to so that they can catch the next bar that's floating over. So if they hold on it to it way too long, they're going to miss the next bar and they're not going to successfully make that jump or make that leap. So it's about realizing that when we're hanging on to something, when we're fixating on something, we're likely going to miss what's coming up or what's showing up or maybe what we're needed to do in that moment. So to be able to practice letting that breath happen, letting that beam come and let go and not fixate on what what's its purpose? What is it supposed to do? It's supposed to do this for me and just let it be. Let it have that ease to it instead of coming with more intense attachment. So because we're all not trapeze artists, (laughs) think about for a second um, somebody you're in a relationship with, friend relationship, whatever. And let's say um, you had such a great time when you went out and did an activity. Okay, it was an amazing activity. It was so much fun. Think about the expectation that we sometimes, let's be honest, guys, we all do it. We sometimes bring to that next interaction. Oh, my God, it was so much fun last time. We're going to have so much fun this time. It's going to be great. Or maybe think about uh, a chef or a restaurant or a product that you eat and you're always you're so happy with it. It tastes so delicious. Oh, my God, it was an amazing experience. Then the next time do we go to it, do we hold that experience as kind of like that, that judgment or that bar almost that we, we need that product or that restaurant or that chef to produce the exact same for us, exact same experience, which is impossible. So remembering that when we hold these expectations, When we hold this possessiveness, we will continuously set ourselves up for disappointment. 
we will continuously set ourselves up to feel those negative feelings. So maybe it's about being able to acknowledge when something is awesome and something is great or someone is awesome and someone is great and just allowing it to be just that. A great moment, a great interaction that added so much value and that felt so good and then letting it go and not bringing it to that next moment with you. In a way, I feel like by allowing that to happen, we're letting those moments enrich our lives instead of set us up to experience those negative attachments and those stressful feelings. So just being able to appreciate, take it in, in a way, like Deborah Dale said, allow it to nourish us and then let go and have faith that that nourishment is going to come back again. Maybe not in that exact same means. So that's what we're letting go of. But know that we will be satisfied. We will be happy. We will feel those pleasured feelings again. Just having faith that we will. There's two more points I really want to bring up for this yama of non-possessiveness that Deborah Dell covers in her book. So guys, it's not, I want you to understand, I'm not doing uh, this breakdown so you don't, don't have to read the book. I would highly encourage you to go out, pick up the book, allow it to be something that continuously pops up so that you can make that conscious effort and flex that muscle to show up in that area, okay? My hope here is going through these yamas will help encourage how it can bring value to your life and how it can help you show up in that, that best self experience. The last th two things, like I said, I wanted to mention. So the first one is she referenced how when we cling to things, it creates this maintenance kind of problem. Okay, the material items that we buy, we inherit, we hoard, we collect, uh, maybe even because they're free or because they're given to us. But whatever the reason, all of it creates space. Okay, sorry, it takes up space. It doesn't create, it does the exact opposite. It takes the space that we've created. Okay, so it takes up that space and not only in our physical world, also in our emotional world. So we have attachment to it. So that takes up space in us. And think of all of those. It's so easier to think about the material stuff because you think about all those those boxes of stuff or, or the shed that's full or the basement that's loaded or the junk drawer. Oh, that was my nemesis. <laughs> but all of those things were almost it's easy to fool ourselves to to keep them and then I ask why why are we keeping them are we keeping them because of an expectation that they're going to create more joy in our lives and why aren't we being able to practice letting that clutter go letting that space be free 
So it allows stuff to be, to have space actually created for new stuff to come into our lives. So like I said, way easier to look at the the material means of it because you're thinking about all the space you use to occupy and hold your stuff. And now just think for a sec how much we do that in our heads as well with our expectations of relationships or things. And so think of all of that mental clutter that we have when we try to possess something, when we try to possess a relationship. And instead, just being able to really practice that clean living. And once again, tag phrase of the day, being able to let it go. The last reference I want to bring in in regards to the yama of non-possessiveness is that she focuses on the word attachment and she goes to the root of the word and the root of the word attachment actually means to nail so when we're attached to something we're actually nailing ourselves or someone to something we lose our freedom then so the more we can actually practice letting go the lighter we are and the more space we have, like I said, for the new stuff to be coming in. So really looking at our attachments in our lives and seeing what are they producing in our life? Are they a source of love and freedom and flexibility and ease? Or are they starting to show up with resentment or jealousy or fixation or expectation and so we're not here to judge each other that's never the purpose of my show it's always to encourage ourselves because we're all on our own journey to look at how we act and look at how we're showing up in life and it's just about acknowledging how are you doing with attachments Are you practicing the yama of non-possessiveness? Or are we starting to cling to stuff? And the areas that we're clinging, how can we practice showing up and letting that go? What would that look like? What would that look like in my relationship if I stopped having that expectation that somebody would show up a certain way? Think about how that can offer you or what that can offer you and what that can really offer the relationship as well. So like I said, no judgment whatsoever today and all of the days that I am with you. It's always about just considering how we show up and what can we do to maybe fine tune, brush off the dust and encourage each other to show up a little bit better. So I thought it was really funny. My my niece and my nephew, they always have the best questions for me. And we're starting to get really into Star Wars and I thought it was so relevant for today. It was very timely. <laughs> and my nephew mentioned, he said, how is possessiveness, how does that lead to the dark side? <laughs> like I said, amazing questions. <laughs> and I asked him, I was trying to think of an example, and I just asked him, I'm like, what's your favorite toy? Okay, and I know he always goes to Stanley. And then I said, so how would you feel if somebody took Stanley from you? How would that impact you? And then he was like, well, I'd be really upset. I'd be really mad. And I 
made the reference to now look at the dark side. So the dark side of the force, you know, hatred or anger, those harsh feelings. And that's what allows us to go down that dark road. Ah, Anyway, I thought it was a great opportunity to bring it in. Um, But really, like I said, just looking at how you're showing up with those um, moments in your life, with those people in your life and those material things in your life. Are you able to practice letting it go? Practice appreciating it, enjoying it, being there fully with it, and then letting it go. The questions for exploration that Deborah Dell leaves us with at the end of this yama is she first brings us to the questions and she usually breaks it down into weeks. But before she goes there, she says, Love is what is left when you let go of all of the things you love. Ah. <laughs> I'm not sure who she quoted in that book, but like I said, highly recommend picking up the book and reading through all of her good stuff in there. It's just really thought-provoking and it really ah, it really promotes you to show up. Anyway, <laughs> okay, so the questions for exploration. Week one, she says, pay attention to your breath. Focus on inhaling and exhaling. Breathe in without the need to hold on to it. So basically in the first week, you're just practicing being in that moment, watching how with your breath, you don't have to have that expectation that it's going to come back. We have that faith that it's coming back. It's going to replenish us and revitalize us. So really just acknowledging how we do that with the breath. And then week two, she mentions, look at the physical things in your life you have surrounded yourself with. Do these things help you feel free and light? Or do you have to hold on or do they have a hold on you and make you feel heavy? Remember what you cling to clings to you. Experience the difference between enjoyment and attachment. So really being more mindful of those things, those physical things we have in our life. Week three, notice where you impose your expectation on people and things. Unconsciously demanding that they give you that usual fulfillment and comfort. How does your expectations keep you limited and often disgruntled? So really kind of in week three, focusing on those interactions with people a little bit more. And then week four, this week, notice when you cling to experiences, thoughts, habits, and beliefs. Then give your letting go muscle an exercise and begin to let go. Beautifully done, as usual, as the whole book. I promise you, you would not be disappointed. I have it on audiobook and I continuously bring myself back there. So I hope revisiting all of the yamas kind of strikes the interest or encourages you to go pick it up and just practice. It's not about mimicking anybody's version, but just allowing yourself to contemplate and, and think and just allow it to be a thought-provoking book and consider how you're showing up and how is that aligning with your best self and how is that encouraging your best life. That's it. So guys, the wrap up with 
non-possessiveness. It's really practicing that letting go of the moment, of the thing, of the expectation, so that we can show up and really be free. And that's a wrap. So thank you guys always for showing up. I know this work is not the easiest and nor should it be. <laughs> Honestly, if it was easy, I think we'd take it for granted. So I think the fact that we have to show up and consciously unlearn some bad habits, consciously make new ones, <laughs> consciously make more effort into things that really enrich and bring our lives to a point that we can experience it fully and be very present and allow things like love and hope and kindness uh, be our daily practices and see how that benefits yourself, those around you, and the world. Guys, like always, this is effort and I promise you it's effort worth making. You know, I hold myself accountable. I try to hold my, I practice holding myself accountable every day. And I promise you, I am down here doing the work just like you are. And I, I guarantee it shows huge benefits in just that internal feeling that you get that. I want to say sparkle. <laughs> That's how I've always associated it with. And I find the more you invest in words, the more you hold yourself accountable, the more you make the effort to fine tune and show up in that quality way, I feel the more you sparkle, the more you tap into that sparkle. So go out there and continue to invest in yourself. Be kind to others, be kind to each other. As you do it, we're all just trying the best. We're all just trying to do the best we can with what we got. And by showing up and being gentle with each other and encouraging each other to, to try again and, and continue the fight, I think it's, it's something nice we can do to encourage that better world. So as always, thank you for showing up. Highly encourage you guys. Just go make a review. Go rate the show. I always ask you to do this, to take the time. I know it's going to take a couple of minutes, but the reason I ask is because I feel it's so important to get this kind of content out there, especially, you know, when you find epic works like Deborah or Adele, but just trying to encourage other people to maybe start their own self journey, maybe start um, investing quality within themselves. So I encourage you, like I said, to go rate and review the show, and I hope you have yourself a fantastic day. Go out, choose your attitude, choose how you show up in the world right now, in this moment, and hopefully with this show, it allows you to be a little bit more recharged and able to go out there and show up as your best self, or I should say, go out there and practice showing up as your best self. So guys, never ever forget to live your best life, to feel all of those amazing feelings and to really tap in to that happiness. It's not up to anybody else to give that to you. It's up to us 
And we always have to remember to power yourself. Mm-hmm.